0: Us this morning when i use my gift god grows my church this morning i want us to examine how much we love one another i want us to examine how much we love one another you know a spiritual community a community of jesus a community of christ is not going to love each other based on my feelings on my preferences on my likes and dislikes we are not here because we like each other We may or may not like each other, but we're here because we love one another with the love that God gives us. So this is a community where the love of God must flow through one to another and must flow through the other to the one. This is a community where the forgiveness of God must flow from one to the other, from the other to the one. This is a community where the display of God's character needs to be both seen and experienced. A spiritual, spiritual community loves with Christ's love. This sounds so cliched and this sounds so obvious. The obvious thing you would hear in a church. But I'm going to say it to you, eyeball to eyeball, I'm going to say it slow. You're not here to love people with your own love. You struggle with that yourself. You struggle with loving yourself. You struggle with loving your family members. We're not talking about your love. We're not talking about giving your love. We're talking about giving the love of God. So that means the love of God needs to be poured into my heart and I channel it out to you. I send it out to you. I love you with God's love. God's love is endless. God's love is, is, is the bandwidth is, is broad. God's love is always available. God's love is an overflow. You always love with an overflow. That means you are full. You're always filled with God's love. And the love you give to others is what is an overflow. When you love with your love, you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. You're scraping the bottom of the barrel. A lot of the times we're struggling and we're like, You've just, they've really tried my patience. I've had it. I've had enough. I can't do any more. Well, if you're talking like that, you're loving with your love. And I know that that is required. I know that that is human. I know that that is filial. But God wants his community to love with his love. So that's what he does. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 is a beautiful verse. Although it, I'm taking it very slightly out of context. Because I don't want you to get distracted with the themes of the of the preceding verses. Just take this one verse. God's love has been poured into our hearts. Romans 5 5. God's love has been poured poured into our hearts you and i give love contractually based on how much i'm going to get back based on how much this is going to benefit me but god's love has been poured into our hearts and that is the pouring that is the filling which turns into the overflowing say it with me that is the pouring which is the filling that turns into the overflowing and i love you with the overflow of god's love I am so filled with God's love, there is no no space even for me to love myself. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because the world is going to tell you, the songs are going to tell you, and psychologists are going to tell you, you need to love yourself. I don't have space to love myself. God has loved me so completely. I'm so thoroughly finished, completed, perfected in the love of God, that I don't need Jeremy Dawson's love anymore. He can go lie down someplace. And that is the beauty of the love of God. And not only am I fully loved by God, God loves you through me. So when you come into my life, you get God's love through me. You get God's patience through me. You get God's character, God's forgiveness through me. I become a conduit, a channel of the love, the patience, the character of the Lord Jesus Christ. What an incredible, incredible ministry. What an incredible experience. Jesus is surrounded with people, he's walking in the crowds, it's hot, it's dusty, people are thronging around him, people are grabbing onto him, and suddenly he says, hang on, wait a minute, who touched me? And the disciples burst out laughing, and like, what on earth are you talking about, who touched me? We're surrounded with people, and people are touching you all the time. No, somebody touched me, because I felt the power of God go through me. And that experience, the son of God has, and gives to you on a daily basis. I experience that every Sunday as I speak to you. I feel the power of God flowing through me. I go back in the evening and I watch my sermon all over again from start to finish. Not to admire myself, but to critique myself and to, and to check whether it was me or it was God. And a lot of the time I find that that's not me, that's God. That's not, that. that's God. I couldn't have said that, that's God. And you come home, you, 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 you are overwhelmed with gratitude. And I say, thank you, Lord, for using me. Thank you, Lord, for using me. Romans chapter 12, verse 9 and 10. I'm borrowing out of the entire chapter that I am going to read to you in just a bit. But here he says, let love be genuine. Because my love is a lot of times very fake. Contractual. It's, it, it has a lot to do with what you look like. It has a lot to do with how you've been with me how you've behaved with me. It has a lot to do with how much you give to me. My love is is fake sometimes, it's shallow sometimes, and sometimes it's genuine, but not all the time. He says, let love be genuine. Love one another with a brotherly affection. Love one another with a brotherly affection. Like the way a family can hate each other, but they will always love each other. We can hate what we don't like about each other, but we must love what we know about each other. And that is, you belong to Christ. At the the campfire, one of the campers said, I can't love Jesus without loving the church. I found that profound. I found that so profound. Since we're devoted to Christ, we will show our love for the church we will show our love for the church you can't say i love jesus but don't love your church you don't love your people you don't love other people you can't say that you can't do that you can't live like that you can't worship on stage you can't worship with your hands high and have things against each other and not be willing to forgive and let go that's not okay that doesn't happen So since we're devoted to Christ, we will show our love for the church, the body of Christ. Not just coming to church, that's basic. Not just giving our time or our tithes, that's bare minimum, but giving our talents for each other. We give our talent to earn money. We give our gifts and our abilities to earn an income. What God wants us is to serve one another with the gifts that he has given to us. We will experience the love of God overflow in our hearts as we serve one another. So how do I love you? I begin by serving you. And when I begin to serve you, the process of serving you, because it is an obedience to God, it activates the love of God and the competency of God through me. I hope you heard me. How does this start? How does this work? I, I take into account you have a need. I take into account you have, I have a burden for you. I take into account a situation. And then I activate the love of God through me by beginning to serve you. I help, I volunteer, I trust, I love, I provide, I support, I hang in there, I show up. Whatever it is, whatever it takes. And when I do that, I experience the love of God flowing through me to people. Because I'm not doing it for you, I'm doing it because God loves you. When I do that, when I do that, I activate the love of God through me to you. God activates his love to me. But when I do that for you, anything for you, even if you give a cup of water to the least of these, he says, you will activate the love of God through you. You open yourself up to be not a dead sea, but a channel A channel and this whole love of God thing is best expressed in two words in bearing and caring in bearing and caring bearing God puts a burden on your heart God puts a burden on your heart for people or a people group perhaps for married couples or for senior people or senior citizens or for sick people or for poor people or for children at risk or for ladies, women at risk, or for education, or for uh, emancipation from poverty, or for justice, God gives you a burden, and that burden won't go away. That burden just won't go away. You can sleep, you can get up, you can vacation, you can come back, you can work hard, you can laze around, but that burden won't go away. And that burden is God's call on your life to say, get involved. That's the ministry I want you to do. God doesn't give you a ministry based on what you're great at. God gives you a ministry based on what you're burdened for. What you're burdened for. So when I ask you the question, are we loving one another? The simple answer is, yes, this is my ministry. This is what I'm involved in. This is how I serve. Loving one another is not hugs and kisses. Loving one another is not laughing and joking and hanging out and spending time together. That's great. That's social. But work, when you're serving one another, has a lot to do with using your gifts. And God gives you a burden. Because he says in the scriptures, bear one another's burdens. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. So where do you experience, where is this best experienced? In small group. You can't love the whole church. Today we are 100 people sitting here. And there's about 150 at home. Tomorrow there's going to be 500. Day after tomorrow there's going to be a 1,000. And then we go to 5,000. Who all are you going to serve? You're not going to serve everybody. So small group is the place where you serve. God placed you first and foremost in the family. He didn't place you in big bazaar shelf. And mom and dad went shopping for you. And went and picked you up. Because you were the fresh stock. God didn't provide you as a grocery. God didn't provide you as uh, any other, other funny kind of ways that people consider us. God put you in a family, small group. God put you in a joint family, small group. God put you in a set of friends in school, small group. Wherever you remember life, you remember a few people who shared that life with you. Your spiritual life, you're called to share share that. Your small group is a place where you serve. I'll come back to that. So it's bearing. Remember the two words? Bearing and Caring. caring. And they rhyme. Fascinating. Caring. God makes you a blessing. Bearing, God puts a burden in you. God puts a burden in you. But in caring, God makes you a blessing through your spiritual gift as you make yourself available to use it. This is also best experience in small group. Where do you use your spiritual gift? Immediately I think, oh, on stage. Or in some leadership ministry. Or in some financial. No, 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 no. You use your spiritual gift first and foremost in your small group. In your small group. Okay? So there is bearing and there is caring and that is using your spiritual gift. Bear with one another. Serve one another. 28 one another's in the Bible. But there is a much bigger reason listen there's a much bigger reason that you and i must use our spiritual gift you must use your spiritual gift you are called on you are obligated to use your spiritual gift some people have two or three we call them gifted but everybody has at least one spiritual gift nobody has all the gifts no one person has all the gifts and not everyone has the same gift There is no gift that is given to everyone and there is no person who has been given all the gifts. That is wrong teaching. The right teaching is everyone has been given one gift at least. This is called a spiritual gift and I must use my spiritual gift. So first let me clarify the difference between spiritual gift and spiritual fruit. The fruit of the spirit or spiritual fruit is the character of Christ the character of christ say it with me but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such there's no law galatians 5 22 23 all right now let's go to spiritual gift your spiritual gift is a supernatural talent okay your earthly gift is a natural talent to be able to play the guitar to be able to count, to be able to be good at maths, to be able to uh, be good at business, to be able to be a good artist, to be able to uh, organize people, organize situations, organize resources. These are abilities, are natural abilities. When you were born, it was in you. And as you grew up and as you got exercised it, it came out and people were like, wow, you're a great artist. Wow, you're a great business person. Wow, you are a great orator. Fantastic. You're using your natural gift in your natural uh, estate, in your natural habitat. Now, you need to use your spiritual gift, which was given to you when you were born again. When you were born again, into the family of God, the Holy Spirit took you and put you into the body. Christ is the head, the body is the church, and the Holy Spirit took you and put you into a body. When he puts you into a body, he has to put you somewhere. Somewhere. You're going to be an arm. Or a leg, you're going to be something. And you're going to have a function. Otherwise, you're just a growth. And what do we do with growths? Yes right you have a function now just like you know what your natural abilities are you must know what your spiritual natural abilities are supernatural abilities and you must use it and you must use it in the church with the people of god in the body of christ there's a much bigger reason you and i must use the spiritual gifts and this is because we have been given a supernatural talent given to us when we were born again and this relates to your function in the body of christ can i tell you a sad thing Most believers, most people do not have a clue what their spiritual gift is. Most people, what they are doing is, they are taking a natural gifting, an earthly gifting that 101 other people are doing anyway, and saying, Lord, would you bless this? Would you bless and prosper this? Does God do that? Yeah, of course he does it. He'll use anything good for the ministry. He'll use anything good for the service of mankind. Anything is fine. Whatever you put out there, he's going to use. But what happens is, as you listen carefully to Jesus talking about the ten talents, the five talents, and the one talent. Right? He talks about these different talents. And when he talks about the talents, he talks about using it and multiplying it. So he says, you invest it, I will multiply it. You invest it and I will multiply it. And he talks about stewardship. And he talks about multiplication. And he talks about accountability. And he talks about an end standing before God when it will be recognized. My brothers and sisters, you are members of covenant life. You are visitors. You are loved ones. You are friends of covenant life. For whatever reason you are here this morning, you are listening to this message. And God wants you to use your spiritual gift. Now sometimes, sometimes... Your carnal gift or your physical gift, your earthly gift, is a support to your spiritual gift. Like my, I have an oratory skill. I'm a good speaker. Good because God made it that way. Good because it's a gift from the Lord. But why? Why was I given that? So that I may preach the gospel. So that when people listen to the gospel, they may listen to it with pleasure. Not, and you know, kill them. When god gives a natural talent he 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 organizes it to sort of support the spiritual talent and the spiritual talent supports and uh, the natural talent so sometimes it's very close so close that you can't tell it apart he's such a gifted speaker no he's not he's just a good speaker he's a a gifted preacher and a gifted speaker and 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 a good speaker and you put those two together he's a gifted musician and he's an anointed worshipper. You get what I'm saying here? And of course I've used the two big ones on stage. But forget about those two. Think about all the hundreds of ways you can take your natural talent and say, Lord, what is my spiritual gift? And as you do the study of the spiritual gifts, which we teach in class 301, and we help you find your spiritual gift by helping you find your shape, S-H-A-P-E. Everybody, S is for? Loudly, S is for? Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. E is for, sorry, H is for, seriously, only three people know, 60 of you were up at camp. S is for, H, A, P, one week, it's it's been a week, E, okay, never mind, thank you to my staff, Uh, you're not paid enough, thank you, (laughs) appreciate it. All right so s spiritual gifts h heart a abilities p personality, e experiences God takes the whole shape and he put, but he starts with the spiritual gift He starts with what, what are you what, what is your position in the body of Christ, your identity in the body of Christ, your function in the body of Christ, and you must find your spiritual gift and you must activate your spiritual gift and that is the greatest act of service. It is an anointed ability the spiritual gift is an anointed ability. look at one Corinthians chapter twelve verse eleven. All these are the work of one spirit, same spirit. All these are the work of one spirit, same spirit. And he, this Holy Spirit, distributes them to each one just as he determines. To each one. That means every single one has got a spiritual gift. Nobody has not got any gift. Nobody has got all the gifts. And all the gifts have not been given to One person. Okay, got it, right? So all these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one as he does. So what is it? What is a spiritual gift? It is an anointed ability. It is a gift. You don't ask for it. You don't choose it. You just wake up one morning, and you're like, wow, okay? That's what God is. And it's also your choosing. It's also your choosing. God has chosen you for that ministry based on the gift he has given. I also call it a grace-enabling we call it a grace enabling the grace of god that enables you the strength that enables you to be used for his glory so how is this activated it's activated by faith and obedience it is activated by faith and obedience and it is blessed and used by the holy spirit when it is activated by faith and obedience did i lose you did i lose you It is blessed and it's used. God uses you. He goes to town with using you. He just absolutely enjoys using you when you operate in your spiritual gift. But you operate in your spiritual gift when you act in faith and obedience. Let me warn you, you may not always look good when you're acting in your spiritual gift. You may not be the star of the show when you're acting in your spiritual gift. Your spiritual gift might actually make you look like a servant at the end of the day. But it is blessed and used by the Holy Spirit to grow the church. So, fruit of the Spirit determines your maturity. That's your character. But gifts of the Spirit determines your ministry. Fruit of the Spirit determines your maturity. And gifts of the Spirit determines your ministry. How do you know you're mature? Fruit of the Spirit. How do you know you're in ministry? Or what your ministry is? Your gifting your gifting. Very simple. So we must find and we must use. We must find and we must use our spiritual talents. Timothy, Paul tells to Timothy, Do not neglect. Do not neglect the spiritual gift within you, which was intentionally bestowed on you through prophetic utterance when the elders laid their hands on you. Got it? So, when I use my gift, my church grows. This is what I want you to understand today. Today's call is not to get involved in ministry. Today's, of course... That should be understood. Today 's call is not saying, "Next Sunday, I want you to want to see you running around doing something." No, no. I want you to understand a theological truth today. And this is it: When I use my gift, God grows my church. When I use my gift, God grows my church. It's not a, a size issue, it's a health issue. God is, not going to grow, God is not going to use you to grow the church in numbers. He's going to use you to grow the church in health. Your kidney, your pancreas, your heart, your liver, your hands, your feet, your skeletal system, your nervous system, your vascular system, everything needs to be healthy in order for you to be called healthy. Do you agree with me? You need to be healthy, and if you're going to be healthy, everything needs to be healthy. If I have cancer in my blood, or if I have, if I have bone marrow issues, if I have uh, nerve issues, I'm not healthy. So everything else could be fine, but if I have one issue, I, it's even a blood clot in the brain, and my brain's not able to function properly. I have, I'm at risk. You get what I'm saying? I'm going to say it again at the expense or at the risk of insulting you. Covenant life is a church and it is a part of the global church. There's a local church and there's the global church. And you are called to be part of the local church. And in the local church you're called to be part of a small group where you can actually touch people with with the love of God and with the service of God. Now when you operate in your spiritual gifting, You are fulfilling your function as a part of the body of Christ. And when you are healthy, the small group is healthy, the covenant life is healthy, and the global church is healthy. When the church is healthy, it is united and it is able to fulfill the Great Commission. Go backwards. The church is not fulfilling the Great Commission. Why? Because the church is not healthy. Why? Because the church is divided. But why? Because the group's... And the and the congregations are unhealthy. Local church is unhealthy. Why? Because small groups are unhealthy. Why? Because the disciple is unhealthy. And how is the disciple unhealthy? He's not functioning. He's not fun- He's not doing his thing. So your this is what this this is it. Today's sermon is in this one sentence. The health of our church depends on every single one doing their. missions depends on ministry being successful in the church if my body is not in shape today i'm not well today i have a bad cold and i'm struggling with uh, sinus respiratory it's a struggle to come here it's a struggle to preach it's a struggle everything's a struggle so my mission is jeopardized because my health is not in order are you with me so local churches are useless. Your local churches are ineffective. Local churches are fruitless in working with other local churches, with the global church, in order to bring about the Great Commission. The Great Commission was going into all the world and make healthy disciples. It didn't say plant churches. It didn't say go on TV. It didn't say plant, start your own ministry. It says make healthy disciples. That's it. So if CL is not making healthy disciples then CL's health is at stake. If Covenant Life health is at stake, then the local church's health is at stake in the city. If every church is not looking after their local health, then the city church health is at stake. And then, of course, the global health at stake, and so on and so forth. And you get the picture here. You get the picture My brothers and sisters, I don't want to stand before Jesus and say, we had fun, we had awesome worship experiences, we had great you know, cookies and, and 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 muffins and we had lovely times at christmas and easter and we did potlucks and we had a jolly time but we didn't use our spiritual gift we didn't teach people how to use this find it and use it when you use when i use my gift my church grows you understand the meaning of growth here we're not talking about size we're talking about health but when you're healthy you're going to grow in size as well when you're healthy you're going to grow in size as well so you take care of the health i'll take care of the size god says you take care of the health and i'll take care of the 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 size to be more specific acts chapter 2 verse 42 to 47 and when they were doing all those things devoted to the apostles teaching etc 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 the lord added to their numbers daily we never ask people to come to church we're not we're not going to invite people we're not going to beg people we're not going to draw people god is the one who brings people if god didn't bring you i don't want you here you're going to be a division you're going to be a problem you're going to be a pain but if god brought you here then my ministry is to you and i will do whatever i can to help you become a healthy disciple and if god brings people we're going to love them no matter whether we like them or not is all of this making sense and god is going to bring people And you may not like them, but we are to love them. And the ministry calls for it. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16. For him, from him the whole body fitted and held together by every supporting, look at every word here, okay? And think biologically. From him the whole body, got it? Fitted and held together by every supporting ligament. What does it do? It grows and it builds itself up In what? In love. How? Through the work of each individual part. Each individual member. Each individual person. Are you with me? We need you. We need every single one of you. You are not traditional. You are not namesake. You are real. You are a child of God. You are a follower of God. You are a disciple of the Lord Jesus. You got to be genuine or nothing. And if you're going to be genuine, you've got to know your spiritual gift. And you've got to know your role in the body of Christ. We are not a church that puts on a good service and expects spectators to come and clap. We are not that. There are those churches and we are not that. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, same verse. Uh, I, love, I thought, let me see. How can I put it in a simpler way? So I went to the International Children's Bible. Here it is. The whole body depends on Christ. And all the parts of the body are joined and held together. Each part of the body does its own work. And this makes the whole body grow and be strong with love. Simple? Yeah, there you go. So, let's wrap this up. The maturity of our church, covenant life, growing up, going out, growing out, growing strong, is dependent on every member using their gift in obedience and cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Everyone doing their part. So let me take you to the doctrinal passage of scripture. You may think I'm going to exposit this. Don't worry, I'm not. I want to read through Romans chapter 12. But you've got to pay attention because I'm only reading through it. I'm not going to stop. I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies. Present your bodies. Present your bodies. That means show up. That means show up. It doesn't say I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God to uh, complete the online transfer. Present your bodies. As a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is it is your spiritual worship so showing up and working out is your spiritual ministry your body is involved do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing that's what's happening in your life those are the difficult things in your life the difficult people in your life by testing you may discern what is the will of god what is good and acceptable and perfect now he goes into the gifting For for by the grace of God given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think of sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that has been given assigned. So you are not measured by your giftedness, you are measured by your faith. Based on how much faith you are, God is going to use the gift you have. Some guys will have three gifts and no faith. Some guys will have one gift and tremendous faith and God will go to town to use that faith. He'll do amazing things through that faith. Highly ought to, but, but sober judgment, sober judgment. Verse 4, for as in one body, obviously, there are many members, and the members do not all have the same function, obviously, so we, in the same way we, though we are many, many people, we are one body in Christ, and individual members, one of another, one of another. What is membership of the church? What is membership of the church? I'm a member of you and you're a member of me. Right? I shake my hand. When I shake my hand, I give you my hand. Why do I call this my hand? It's attached to me. It belongs to me. I belong to this hand and the hand belongs to me. Let me not get ridiculous, but you know what I'm saying. Having gifts that differ. Please note this. I know you're tired. But having gifts that Differ. So look to the person on your left, they'll have a different gift. Look to the person on your right, they'll have a different gift. Nobody has, no two people, three people have the same gifting in a row. Sometimes in a small group, God will pack the small group with all the different gifts. So what do you need? You need unity. For unity, what do you need? You need humility. For humility, what do you need? You need faith. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to you, let us use them. You have a Bible? Underline it. Let us use them. Let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving. One who teaches, let him teach. The one who exhorts, in his exhortation. One who contributes, generously. it generously. One who leads, lead with zeal. One who acts of mercy, that's the peace plan. Do it with cheerfulness. Now he gives you the ministry's mandate. The ministry's mandate. The things you can do, should do, should be uh, in the church. This will determine your attitude and your altitude. He, he connects with both here. He, he helps you out with both. I'm going to go slow. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Let love one another with a brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. (laughs) Outdo one another in showing honor. Here's where the competition comes in. I'm going to love better than these guys. I'm going to honor better than these guys. I'm going to serve, I'm going to give better than these guys. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Seek to show hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless, don't curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Don't be haughty, but associate with lowly people. Because church is going to have all sorts of people. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one, evil for evil, but give thought to to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, as far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves. People will hurt you, especially in the body of Christ. Don't take revenge. People will hurt you, especially in ministry. Don't take revenge. Leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Don't quote that verse either. Don't go and... Okay, don't do that. that, that that's not going to work. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For by so doing, you will heap burning coals on his head. And then the Mount Carmel theme. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Let me close. Whenever we talk about small group, I have always talked about small group in the context of fellowship. Support. People are there for you. You know, there's a sense of fellowship. And we study, study the word together. And we, we, we pray together. Our faith is maintained in the fellowship of the believers. We study and pray and with others who are equally committed to it. Yep, 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 yep. yep. That's for sure. But, every member of the body has a place to serve. It has a place to serve. A connection point to the body. So I want you to see small group as not just a place of fellowship, but a place of ministry. Did I lose you? Your small group is a place of fellowship and a place of ministry. Oftentimes we think of place of fellowship, small group, place of ministry, Sunday morning church. Now ah. If you're not serving people, you're not in ministry. Ministry is a relational thing, it is not a positional thing because the church is a family it's not an organization and you don't go home to your family and say what's my responsibility what's my JD you just be the first son you just be the second daughter whatever you just be the father you be the mother you just just play the role that you have in your family that's the starting place in your small group that's where you begin serving discover your gift show your humility Availability and genuine love. You can't love the whole church, but you can love your small group. So, do you love one another? Honestly ask yourself Are you a person who loves the church? And your answer is not in a how many out of 10 or in a sentimental thing. Your answer is in ministry. If you love, you will serve. You will serve the church, the purpose of the church, the people of the church, the needs of the church, the body of Christ, the purposes of Christ. If you're not serving them and the church is not front and central to your life, you are not someone who loves the church. And if you don't love the church, it's highly unlikely that you love Jesus. And that's just the way it is. I don't like what I'm saying but it's how it is. Love is not in the body of Christ, is not measured by emotions and roses and laughs and giggles. It's 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 measured by sacrifice, discipline, by showing up. By showing up. Yeah, you start by coming to church. Present your bodies. Here I am. You start by giving your time, you start by giving your tithes, you start by getting involved, you start by serving somewhere. They've given you this little card here, There's all sorts of things, greet us, snacks, refreshments, set up volunteers. Then you've got musicians, helpers, stage, sound mixing, you've got all of that. Then you've got videographers, video editors, you've got all these basic things that you could just get started. Proofreaders, transcribers, graphic designers, kids church, uh, helpers, teachers and training in the children's ministry, teens ministry, home group hosts, care group hosts. Feeding meals to, to families that are going through a difficult time. There's, you just have to sign up. Right now a link is being sent to you. Right now as I speak a link is being sent to you. You can just click on that link and say here's where I want to get involved. Start. Just show up and start up. Say it with me. Show up and start up. That's you getting involved. That's you getting involved. Our dear heavenly father. Pour your love within us. Pour your love. Not my love. Yours. Help me to love the members of my church with your love. Give them your love, not mine. Give me a deep love and burden for the people of my church, for my small group members, for my leadership. Give me eyes that see their needs. Help me to be able to see through them. I don't want to be judgmental. I don't want to decide. I don't want to just be prejudiced i want to know what the story is behind it give me the time and the burden to even sit down or call up and find out how people are doing (coughs) i want to be used by you O god i'm available i'm yours spirit of god take me my life and use me as you see fit use me O god help me find my spiritual gift I want to feel the spirit of God flowing through me and working through me. I want to feel you in my, I want to be felt in your, in your hands. Because I know while I'm in your hands, I'm being used by you. It's also the safest place. And if I'm in your hands, you'll heal me, you'll clean me, you'll do whatever needs to be done to be able to use me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, I'm Jeremy Dawson, and if you liked what you just saw, if it was a blessing, then hit the subscribe button. Come on, you can do it. Hit the subscribe button, uh, hit the bell so that we know you want to hear from us. Lots of videos coming your way, songs, worship, encouragement. Come on, subscribe. Let's take this forward and share with somebody you might know. Write a comment in the section below, but let's see you guys again. Come on, subscribe.